Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Region 1 Sports Report with Brian York on 99.5 The Fan. Presented by the Orthopedic Institute. And here we go on a Wednesday, a February 1st edition of the Region 1 Sports Report. I'm Brian York, and you know the show presented by the Orthopedic Institute in Paducah. Oh, how are we doing on a Wednesday? And by the way, February 1st. Yeah. February is here, believe it or not. Uh, hopefully you're doing great, staying warm, and uh, staying safe out there. It is uh, it's slick today. It was obviously slick and icy yesterday, but it uh, it's worse today. Far, far, far worse today, so uh, be safe out there. My whole job here at the radio station is to risk it all early in the morning, get up, drive to work, to tell you, hey, if you don't have to get up and drive to work, don't do that. So it's it's a weird Weird situation to be in. But we're here. And uh, without sports, this show must go on. And we haven't had any games this week, which has been fun. It's been a blast. It's been awesome. Not really, being sarcastic. No games this week, but we still have things to talk about today because it's Wednesday. It's Power 5 Day. So we've got that to look forward to. Uh, Speaking of things to look forward to, because it is February. It's a brand new month. And as always, with a new month, you kind of wonder what's coming up. What's going on this month? Well, Here's a few things. Us sports fans, we got the Pro Bowl Sunday. Huh? Looking forward to that. I don't think I've actually watched any moments of any Pro Bowl in the last 25 years. It's, not, it's unbelievable. But it's this Sunday. Super Bowl 57 is next Sunday. And the Daytona 500 is February 19th. So there you go, racing fans. Uh, if, it, if fashion's your thing, the New York Fashion uh, Week starts Friday and runs through Wednesday. That's exciting, huh? On TV, honestly, really nothing to look forward to. It's a bunch of junk. On TV, the Grammys are this Sunday. Pass. Season 26 of South Park starts Wednesday. Yeah, if South Park's on, I'll watch it. I mean, I don't like get excited for new seasons and couldn't tell you the last new episode I watched, but if it's on, I'm flipping through. I'll stop and, and take it in for a moment. Uh, season 4 of You hits Netflix on, on the 9th. I pass. American Idol and last week tonight with John Oliver comes back on the 19th. You know, if crap TV is your thing. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, geez, American Idol is still on. The John Oliver show, some people like it. Good for you. Grey's Anatomy is back on the 23rd, ladies. There you go. Party Down with Adam Scott and a bunch of funny people returns on the 24th after a 13-year hiatus. I never heard of it, so... I guess there's a reason it went on hiatus. And uh, season 10 of The Blacklist starts February 26th, and I had no idea that show was still on. I really liked that show the first three seasons, four seasons, and we kind of just stopped watching it because it, it changed it up, got a little different. And spoiler alert. You Well, actually, I won't spoil it, but you learned some things you kind of knew from the first day, but 
they finally get to it and you're like, I knew it. And it just kind of kind of ruined it for me. Kind of kind of ended it for me. Uh movie people in theaters this month. Titanic. Hear me out. It returns for uh, to theaters for its 25th anniversary. Magic Mike's Last Dance, thankfully, also opens on the 10th. Not I'm, not I'm thankful it opens. I'm thankful it's his last dance. Jeez. Uh, a new Ant-Man and the Wasp comes out on the 17th. I'll be there. And a Winnie the Pooh horror movie called Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey opens up on the 15th. All right. And finally, holidays. Of course, the big one's Valentine's Day, gentlemen. Just uh, don't forget, today's February 1st. You've got 13 days to uh, to get something figured out for your spouse or girlfriend or whatever. <laughs> you got it. Got a few days here. Just giving you plenty of warning. President's Day is on the 20th. I don't know about you, but that one I get excited for every year. Mardi Gras is on the 21st. Uh, and uh, by the way, tomorrow is Groundhog Day. Looking forward to that. All right, Groundhog Day. I don't know what he's got to do to predict less winter, but whatever it is, let that be what it is. Less winter. Because I'm over this crud. Whatever this is, I'm done. So there you go. There's some things coming up in February. All right. Things going on with the show today. we got our Power 5 to talk about, and in doing so, we'll kind of look at the whole region. We'll give you who we think are the, the top five teams in the region right here and right now based on you know body of work, in, in its entirety factors into this a little bit, but it's really about the here and now. Think of about as a as sort of a movers and shakers, right? Like who's hot, who's not? Who's up, who's down? Whose stock is rising, who's is falling? And that's kind of how we look at the Power Five. And then, you know, I said on Monday I had some things I was going to kind of get off my chest. And it's nothing like, it's not, I'm not like, not like calling people out or calling things out and, you know, here's my two cents and angry man yells at clouds. Nothing like that, but it's just some things that that I think will give a little insight and uh, a little background to what I've been kind of going through or dealing with or sort of uh, learning to deal with over the last few months and how that may or may not have affected how I've handled the show and how it may or may not have affected what I did talk about or how I did talk about it. And I think it just, uh, you know, again, hopefully I'll speak in enough generalities that uh, you'll kind of get it without actually me having to say it. I know. I know. I'm speaking all cryptic. But here's the deal. I actually did it on Monday. It just didn't make it on the show. And, and, and let me explain. So on Monday, I was running way behind to get the show on the radio. Like, way behind. I just had a lot of things going on that morning. Uh, on the news side of things. On the other side of my job things. Which I'll get to also when I get into my little things off my chest. And I didn't. I, I just had to get the show done. I just had to get it on the radio, and so I didn't really have time to kind of get things off my chest in the moment because I wanted to make sure I was carefully worded and uh, had it well thought out, if you will. So I just kind of put a radio show out, and then I went back and re-recorded that final segment to be that, to be what I intended it to be. I took my time and worked my way through it, and then when I went to uh, put the podcast together. I accidentally grabbed the original segment, the original non-getting-things-off-my-chest segment. So the show on Wednesday, or Monday, aired as the non-get-the-things-off-my-chest segment. And then when I went to replace that for the podcast, apparently I didn't. So, yeah, I know. 
It happens. It happens. It's technology. I don't always pay attention to what I'm doing. Come on. What do you, what do you, what do you expect of me? But we'll get to that later. And I'm not going to, and I thought about that today because I've, I've actually thought a lot about what I thought I said on Monday. And I actually yesterday was thinking, well, I'll just take that segment. I won't save over it. I'll just re-air it. I'll just use it again, even though I didn't use it the first time. And I think I'm going to going to reword it. I think I'm going to re-record it. And, uh, and put it out fresh today after I've been thinking about some things and how I want to better approach it. So there you go. And again, it's nothing ground. I know I kind of probably made a big mountain out of it. It's really not, but it's just things that just things that have bothered me and, and just things that, um, I don't know, have kind of made my job difficult and kind of made this year of, of me doing Region 1 sports kind of made it the toughest and kind of took away a lot of my passion in a way and kind of zapped the fun and kind of added an element of stress that shouldn't be there and so it it did kind of and has shaped and molded how I've approached certain things through the year and there are people what what all this has kind of been brought up for was because last week I actually had some people very randomly very different people from different walks of the region very randomly reach out with some very nice messages and just some very kind words and nice words about the show and about the brand and about about me and, and it just uh I, you know it felt really really nice it was just really it's like I've always said God knows what you need right and I've been pretty beat down behind the scenes and pretty pretty beat up behind the scenes and and feeling it and then in that that deep moment of feeling it some very random people very randomly sent me some messages and and words of encouragement without even knowing, without even knowing I needed it. So that was really nice. And then at the same time, I had a couple of people asking me if I was going to talk about a certain thing on the show. And I've had people this year ask me why I didn't talk about certain things. Like, hey, this went on. Why didn't you address it? Hey, you know, I kind of thought I was kind of looking forward to seeing what you're going to say about this and you never even brought it up. There's a reason. It's not because I'm a chicken or I'm a coward. I've always had one rule on this show, be true to you. Be honest, be open. You may ruffle feathers. People may not like what you say. You may come across as an as an idiot. Maybe it may it may be ignorant. It may be dumb. But but if you believe it, you feel it. Get it out there. And, and that's been my number one rule. I've been I was raised on on two golden rules: treat others as you want to be treated, and be a man of your word. And that that means a lot of things when you when you think about that. Be a man of your word. Be honest. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Like all of that goes into it. You know, it's it's the whole when you give a man your word, you keep it. Doesn't mean you're always right. Doesn't mean you're always in the right. But you got to be honest and you got to you know be be willing to express how you see something or, or how you feel about something. And you do that knowing it's going to rub some people the wrong way. But you know, for me, I've always thought it was worth it. Well, now I have to weigh that. Now I have to ask myself. Is this worth it? Is this the hill? And that's what I'm going to talk about even more later. So I'm just trying to give you an idea of it's not so much I'm going to be going airing out my grievances as much as I would love to. One day I will. I promise when that day, there will be a day that I'm leaving the show, that maybe I've gotten a new job, something else has come up in my life, and, and I can't continue this endeavor. And I'm not going to burn bridges. Don't get me wrong. I'm not that guy. I don't, I don't, you know, light the city and burn it down on my way out. 
but there'll be a day when I, I feel like, okay, now I can really tell you how I feel about some things and what was going on. It's coming. It's going to happen one day. I just feel it. But but not today. But I will give you a hint. I'll get, we'll give you an idea of what's going on behind the scenes and where my mind goes and where my mind has been at uh, and how that's influenced even how I've approached this show and this brand uh, this, this past school year so far. All right? All right. Before then, though, let's talk sports. Let's have fun. Let's, let's come to the water cooler, and let's talk about what's been going on by looking at the power rankings. Who's in? Who's out? Who, who made the top five? We'll get to that when we get back on Region 1 Sports. If you live with pain, you have good days and bad days. You deserve a pain-free life. And the first step is talking with your doctor about pain management with Dr. Ferdinand Salvacion at the Orthopedic Institute of Western Kentucky Pain Center. Dr. Salvacion specializes in pain management and will work with you to get you back to those good days. Talk to your primary care provider about pain management with Dr. Salvacion at the Orthopedic Institute of Western Kentucky. Flooring is incredibly important when it comes to sports. It's also incredibly important when it comes to your home or business. You gotta see Flooring America for a full line of residential and commercial carpet, vinyl, laminate, area rugs, and custom tile. Their professional installers are fully insured. They have the area's largest selection of quality floor coverings for integrity, quality, and professional service. See Greg Dilworth at Flooring America, 5150 Heartland Drive, FlooringAmericaPaducah.com. You might forget about your plumbing. After all, what's to remember? Well, how about that toilet that keeps running? It's wasting gallons of water every day. And the worst part, you don't even know it's happening. That's why Ivet's Plumbing Diamond Club is so important. Only $14.95 a month. You start with a complete inspection with any needed adjustments, discount on repairs, and if you need help, you go to the front of the line. Ivet's Plumbing Diamond Club. Forget about your plumbing because they won't. Ivet'sPlumbing.com. Hungry but still want a good deal? McDonald's is the place to go, so look no further. Get a sausage biscuit and a hash brown for just $2.50 to start your day the great way. And for lunch, you can choose between a McDouble, a McChicken, or a four-piece chicken McNugget, all paired with an order of crispy fries for just $3. Now that's a delicious lunch deal. And don't forget, slushies have arrived at McDonald's. Your delicious cool treat for those hot summer days. You can find it all at McDonald's. CFSB is creating a connected experience both online and in person. We commit to connecting financial technology to meet the daily demands in your life. With our new online banking experience and mobile app, we've created a way for you to bank your way on your time. And we've backed that up with a team of personal digital bankers, empowering you to utilize all the tools that we provide, making you unstoppable. Visit yourlifeyourbank.com forward slash digital banking to start your CFSB experience today. Member FDIC. You have a need. Something may be missing in your life and you just can't quite figure out what it is. You need God. You need the love of Christ, a church family who will encourage you. It's Dustin Campbell, the preacher at the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, located at 2855 Broadway. And I'd like to invite you to join us on Sunday mornings at 930 for worship. We are safely distancing while we worship with one heart and one voice. At Broadway, you will find Bible teaching, loving fellowship, and a group of people all striving after the same prize of heaven. 
New at Pizza Inn, the new house pan pizza. Crispy golden crust with a soft, fluffy center. And it's made in-house every day from scratch, just like the other crust, fresh and never frozen. Also new, 100% whole milk mozzarella cheese melts perfectly on the pizzas. The salad bar is back with over 40 items, including fresh salads, greens, veggies, fruits and pastas, and desserts. What's not new? Continued commitment to quality service and hospitality. Stop in, see a familiar face that's grateful to serve you at your hometown pizza place since 1972. Order online for carryout, pickup, or delivery. Perfect for holiday parties and family meals. Pizza Inn, serving up smiles one slice at a time. Kentucky's first region for a reason. Region 1 Sports. VIP. Let's kick it. Sports, our second segment, our Power 5 segment. We talk about the top five teams in the region, at least as far as I see it so far this season. We'll get into that. You talk about things. I was talking in that first segment about what I'm going to talk about in a little bit, you know, how things have influenced me and things that get a little bit of hate and things that get heat and things that make you second guess if it's worth it. This is. This is one of them. Good grief. Power 5, you're always going to make somebody really happy and somebody really upset. So let's just do it. Let's just get into it. So we'll start with the boys' side, and I've said all year, the parity in this region, I mean, you can't talk about it enough. It's so good. I mean, you look at, yes, you look at my Graves County Eagles, but you look at a team like that, 8-16 and 16 on the year, they have a win over Marshall County, and they have played every top team in this region to within single digits. You're not putting them away. And, and almost every team in this region, McCracken, Callaway, Marshall, who they beat, Tillman, they had a lead on late in the ballgame, a chance to win. So that's what the region is. You look at Hickman County, 7-14, and 14, you think there's no way. there. You know, that district's down a little bit this year, but there's no way. Carlisle County's still a better team. Fulton County's been better than we expected. Like, there's no way they're going to – and yet, here they are. Here they are, 2-2 two and two in the district, having won their last two games, you know, having beat Carlisle County and Fulton County in their most recent matchups. And you go, this team may get in. So, it's a tough region. It's a good region. I do think, and we'll talk about this with the Power Five, I do think there is separation at the top a little bit, a little bit. But even there, it's not enough. I mean, this is a region this year. And it hasn't always been this way, and it's probably not going to be this way next year. This is a region this year where that first-round game, it it doesn't matter who's going in as a runner-up or a winner because all the teams are good. They're all good. But even a favorite, even let's say McCracken, who's number one, by the way, in our power rankings once again, but even a McCracken can go into that and get beat in the first round. And I know that's the old cliche. Of course they can get beat in the first round. They've always, no, no. Because there have been several years where it's basically you you got to get to the semifinals, you got to get to that second round to even have good games. That ain't going to be the case this year. Those games are going to be good night one all the way through until we crown a champ. You got to bring it. You can't take a night off. You can't have a bad night. You're done. That's the kind of year we're in for this year. So, yes, there is a little separation. Yes, there are teams that are favored to win this thing for various reasons, but that margin of error, that that gap, not quite as big as it's been in the past. So let's get into it, and I'll, I'll explain as I go along. So McCracken County is number one. 
21 and 2 on the year, 8 and 1 in the uh, region, 4 and 0 in the district. Oh, by the way, they just happen to have everybody back now. They're healthy. Like, so there's that. They've done a lot of this without two of their three, uh, two of their five starters. And at times, have not had three of their top six. And yet, 21 and 2 on the year. 47% from the floor, 34% from three. They score about 64 points a game. And you don't really get blown away at their offense. You just don't. But right now, because of some of those injury situations, they got four dudes in double figures and probably going to hold up through the rest of the year. When when Connor Miller went down, that, that uh, was an opportunity for Carson Purvis. And Purvis stepped up. And he's now averaging double figures a game, 11 points a game. Jack McCune's going to be the player of the year, 20 points a game. Connor Miller's been great, 10 a game. And Ian Hart, 14 a game. And then they got kids like Jackson Clope, who's just different. He's just different. I mean, this is a kid that's he's only a freshman, but he's already having an impact on varsity. He's 6'7", 6'8". You can just see he's going to be a D1 player. How high of a D1 that's going to be on him and over the next four years of development. But, but he's certainly going to be a D1 player. He's got that talent. Still a little raw, but he's coming along. You got guys like that. I mean, they're deeper than you realize. Jack Bradley's been good. Jonathan Venable came in and played good minutes the other night. So they're better, they're deeper than you realize, but they've been able to develop that top group. Kind of through adversity and through injury, but but they have. And they're number one. And there is a separation. They are in Tier 1, and right now I would look at them as being alone in Tier 1. Barely. It's If you could see my fingers right now, they are really close together as I'm showing you the distance between McCracken and, and who's number two. But there is just a slight distance. They are the one team right now you feel the most confident in getting three wins in the regional tournament. There's a lot of teams on this list I feel like are going to win two games that are capable of winning two or three no matter who the matchup is. And that doesn't mean they will. That doesn't mean, but you got it like in, in most years, you've just got to win two games. In most years, your first round game is kind of a give me, just go out and play, be you, but then you got to bring it in that semifinal and finals. This year, you're going to have to bring it in all three. And McCracken County is that one team that feels like they're the, that you have the most confidence in doing that across three games. They're in tier one. Tier two, and our number two team is Callaway County. And Callaway is certainly getting there. Now, Callaway lost ugly to Ohio County on, uh, what, Saturday? And Ohio County is a good team, 19-5, and five, uh, one of the top teams in Region 3. You look at their numbers and their stats, and they got a couple of dudes. I mean, they got a kid scoring 16 a game, one scoring 15 a game, one scoring 10 a game. They shoot the ball really well. They score. They get up and down. But that was a lopsided loss. 69-49. And the one hang-up with Callaway, as good as they are, and they're still young, they've got, you know, really it's a three-headed sophomore monster over in Callaway County. But as good as they are, and they've had great games, they've had great moments, taking Lexington Catholic into overtime and barely losing that game after beating a top-20 team in the state, uh, what, the night before or, or a few days before? Yeah, the night before. Shows you the measure of this team. They've beat Paducah Tillman. They've beat Marshall County. They've beat uh, a lot of the top teams in the region. They beat Murray pretty pretty handily, by the way. And I know that was without Grant Whitaker, but, but Callaway took care of business in that game. 
At the same time, though, when you look at their losses, they've got five on the year. Again, two really good teams. I'm not knocking that. But on the year, out of their five losses, let's see, one, two, three have been by 20 or more points. They're good teams. Henderson County is a good team. Ohio County is a good team. But they're not supposed to be that much better. So they've had some lopsided losses, and that's the only difference right now in a McCracken and a Callaway. I mean, there's more differences, but if you're looking at why the confidence isn't quite as strong in a Callaway County making a three-game run versus a McCracken County, it would be that. It would be that. They just they have a tendency when they play really good teams, really good teams, to not look as good themselves. 49 points against Ohio County, 47 points against West Jasmine, who's I don't think is that much better than, than Callaway. They're really good, but not an 87-47 game. And they also lost you know 69-48 to Henderson County. Again, really good team. Uh, a team that's got a, you know, playing pretty well over in the second region, but Lyon County's going to win that region. So that's it. There's just a couple of those, three of those on the schedule that, that give you a little bit of pause, a little bit of concern. But yes, I've seen Callaway County for myself, and they passed the eyeball test, and they got great wins, and they're having a phenomenal season. Callaway County, don't hear me saying you're not a good team. It's high school basketball. It's a crazy year. You're going to have big wins. You're going to have ugly losses, even to good teams. You know, you could make an argument in all three of those losses. You should, probably should have lost those games. It's still a little bit lopsided. And you just don't see that. Even when McCracken loses, it's a nail-biter, hold on tight. So I think that shows a little bit of the separation. But Callaway County still comes in at number two, and they're still one of my two or three teams that, that I think are going to win the region. Not that I think can, I think will. And what makes it tough is, you know, yes, they're led by a big four-headed monster over there, but two of those guys are D1 guys. Good luck. Callaway County rolling at number two. At number three, Paducah Tillman. Man, Tillman is just – talk about Callaway being a four-headed monster. Callaway's a two-headed monster, and people just can't stop them. Some have. Not many. Callaway did. Callaway beat them. And that's one of those good wins for Callaway. That's one of those uh, Jekyll and Hyde moments for Callaway. Whereas I talked about they played good teams and lost pretty bad. They played a great team in Tillman and got the big win and solved that that big two-headed monster for uh, for Tillman. But they're one of the few. They are one of the few. Tillman right now, again, at 17-6. They're 7-2 in the region. Their two losses are to McCracken and Callaway against McCracken. Neither team had their full team. So you don't really know where they stand with each other yet. I think you've got a pretty good idea. I think McCracken's the better team, and I think McCracken still wins their, their next matchup. But still, they weren't the same team without Powell, and McCracken's not the same team without their guys. But Tillman's been tough to solve for people, and it's, it's two guys leading the charge. And they've got other guys that step up, but it, it, you know it's kind of a different guy each night that kind of steps into that, uh, that tertiary scoring. But it's those two at the top, man. 17 a game for Shaw, 19 a game for Powell. They score 65 a game as a team. Their third score on the season is Woodfork at six. So it's, it's 19, 17, and six. And yet... They're 17 and 6 on the year, shooting 52% from the floor, 34% from three. Tillman coming in at number three. Now, what gives me concern about Tillman is those two guys that you can ride them to a lot of victories. Can you get three? 
Can you get those three in the regional tournament? I'm not as confident, again, as a McCracken County. So they land in Tier 2. They land in Spot 3 on the power rankings. Coming in at number 4, and this is where things get wacky. It's so hard to rank these teams. For me, it's kind of tough at number 3, although I think Tillman has clearly started to define themselves in that role of the last uh, few weeks. But 4 and 5? I say this a lot. It's not a cop-out. It's the it's my truth. It's, it's how I feel. I don't think there's a wrong answer. I don't. They These teams have all kind of beat up on themselves or each other. you know. It's, and, and so it kind of starts to come down to who's playing the best basketball now. Body of work, overall record, does account into this a little bit. And I know no matter what I say, who I put it for, you're going to go, well, that team you put it five beat them. Again, here and now. I that might have happened in December, early December. How are they how are they rolling along right now? So at number four, here's where I'm going to get into it a little bit. I'm going with Murray High. Hear me out. Murray High lost one game in January. One. They beat Mayfield. They beat St. Mary. That's a good win. They held off Graves County. And their lone loss was to Evangel Christian, who they were supposed to lose to, ended up winning the whole All-A. They lost one game in January. They are figuring it out. They are getting it together. They are coming along. And for me, it's the win over Mayfield. Because I kind of had Mayfield in this spot. And I went, well, nope. This month, Murray beat Mayfield convincingly. I had Marshall in this spot. And I said, look, Mayfield beat Marshall, so I can't put him in this spot. If Mayfield beat Marshall and Murray beat Mayfield, what do you do? And Murray lost to Callaway and Marshall, but that was in December. That was early December. And so, again, power rankings are about more on the here and now. Who's hot, who's not? Murray's been white hot this month. They've been good. They've got Whitaker back. I don't know you know, if he's 100%, but I've said it before. Even at 50%, he's better than a lot of, a lot of dudes 100%. They're 12-8 and eight on the year. They're now 7-2 and two in the region. They're getting 12 a game from English, 10 a game from Kobe Watson. They're getting 10 a game from Wilson. Carmen is right there at 8 a game. And now you get Whitaker back. He'll start to get on that list, and he'll start to do his thing. Look out. 60 points a game as a team, 47% from the floor shooting, 33% from three. I got Murray at number four. I know, controversial, but, I mean – it's just so hard to make a good argument or a bad argument for these teams right now. Coming in at number five, I'm going with Mayfield. Here's why, and hear me out. Mayfield only had a couple of losses in January. One was to Tillman, one was to Murray. Well, they're ranked above them, so what do you do? And I was going to go with Marshall here, but Marshall's got that loss to Graves. Mayfield doesn't. Marshall also lost to Tillman. Marshall lost to Callaway. Again, they probably were supposed to. But it's the Graves loss that keeps Marshall out of the Power Five right here, right now, as we try to rank them right here and right now. So I stick with Mayfield. But again, you could make a case for Marshall at four. You could make a case for Marshall at five, for Mayfield at four, for Murray at five. You could, I mean, musical chairs in these two spots with those three teams. Now, I do think you're starting to get separation, though, with those six versus the field. You know, I keep talking about parity, and you can throw a Ballard Memorial in that conversation at 17-7. You can throw 
you know, Carlisle County's been solid. You can throw Fulton County. You can, we kind of put them, and we said, like, there's like eight, eight really awesome teams in this region, and there are. They're, they're a little bit more than that. I keep saying Graves County's 8-16. and 16. I don't want to play them in the regional tournament. I don't want to play them in a tournament. When they bring it, they bring it as good as anybody. But I think you're starting to see because, like, even Ballard at 17-7 and seven hasn't even been close to Mayfield, who makes our power five. So you start to see a little gap there, a little gap. So if you're going to do this in tiers, you know, tier one, McCracken, tier two, I'm going to go Callaway and Tillman. Tier three, I'm going to go Murray, Mayfield, Marshall, and then you got the field. That's kind of how I, it's kind of gapped out right now. But speaking of Mayfield, who comes in at number five, let's give them their due. They're 16 and five on the year, seven and two in the region, two and one in their district. Uh, offensively, the least of the teams on our list, 56 points a game. They don't really have that big time, you know, 15 to 20 point score, but they're really solid, really deep. Fulton averages 11, Stone averages 11, Webb at 9, Dabney at 8. They shoot uh, 44% from the floor, 30% from 3. Again, but they're grinded out, they're big, they use their size, they get rebounds, they get putbacks, and and they play good defense, and that's been the key to their success this year, especially when you could look at the uh, other teams on the list. So there you have it. McCracken, Callaway, Tillman, Murray, and Mayfield. So let's take a, uh, a quick break. We'll come back. I'll give you the girls' power five and then some of those things that have been on my chest, some of those things I needed to – I thought I talked about on Monday. i got to talk about them today. That's coming your way on Region 1. Region 1 Sports. We know local because we are local. Region 1 Sports, our final segment here on this Wednesday edition of the show. Talking power rankings, so let's just keep going with it. On the girls' side, this one is just much easier. It's just everybody's chasing McCracken. You just feel they're going to win the region. There's one team standing in their way. When they're healthy, I think it's a better game, but when they're not, clearly it's it's not a close close game. And McCracken, and, and the expectations for them to win the region. So they're number one. It's been undeniable. You, you can't can't even argue it. They're number one. McCracken County now 24-2 and two on the year. They're 9-0 and in the region. They're 4-0 in the district. And, and again, they've been the best team. No denying it. It's a four-headed monster, not super deep. That's all you need on the girls' side. 18 points a game for Destiny Thomas. Claire Johnson at 17. Buchanan at uh, about 13. Civils at about 8. Bradley Benton's been solid for them. She scores about four a game. As a team, they uh, score 67 points a game. They shoot 53% from the floor, 36% from three. They've been really good. They're long. They're athletic. That's what makes them tough. It's not so much what they do offensively. They're, it, it's, what the, it, it's what enables them to do that, and that's their athleticism. That's their length. They're obviously talented, but when you've got those two things going for you, you got a lot going for you on the girls' side of things. And they use that athleticism and that length to create turnovers and pressure. They use I mean, when you've got a, a player like Claire Johnson who's long and lanky for a for a guard, run to that point, and then you've got an athlete like Buchanan kind of running that beside her and causing havoc in those those presses and those traps. And that's what it does. It causes havoc in the press and the traps. It leads to easy baskets, and even in the half court, they shoot the ball really well. 
They're tough. Good luck solving them. Nobody else has this year. McCracken County at number one. Number two, Graves County. This doesn't change. 17-5, 8-1 in the region, 2-0 in the district. When healthy, they're the one team. They're the one team. McCracken's in Tier 1. Graves is by themselves in Tier 2, but they're the one team out of that second grouping, which is just them right now, <laughs> that, that you feel confident can do anything, can handle McCracken, can play with McCracken, can possibly beat McCracken. And even that feels like a tall order right now, right now. Graves County, though, again, what a great year uh, the Lady Eagles are having once again. And we don't talk about this enough. You talk about perennial programs, you think Marshall, you think what Murray High was a handful of years ago, you think Graves County over the last decade has been a top two team in this region every single year. Three different coaches, same results. It is incredible uh, the transformation over at Graves County uh, and, and that program becoming just more consistent. They've had good years. They've had great teams, but not year-to-year like they have over the last decade. And they're right in the thick of it again this year, even if they're not quite to a McCracken level. Can they beat McCracken? Don't hear me. Don't hear me saying, throw a pity party for Graves. We're not good enough to beat McCracken. They are. Can they? Different thing. But the fact they're once again in the conversation is, is pretty impressive. So far this season, it's kind of a three-headed monster for Graves County. You've got Hannah Glisson, who will be back at some point, I think, later this week at uh, 14 points a game. Morgan Alexander now 14 a game. Conley Spann at 12 a game. And one of those three is leading them in scoring, and if one's having a tough night, it always feels like another one or two is picking them up. 53 points a game as a team, 38% from the floor, shooting 33% from three. And by the way, Morgan Alexander from three-point land, now shooting 38% as uh, she's making about three a game. Yeah, have fun. Good luck. Graves County at number two in Tier 2. In Tier 3 come our next three teams. At number three, back into the top three is Mayfield. Listen, they've won, what, one, two, three, four, five straight. They're games they're supposed to win, but they've still won five straight, including a pretty lopsided win over Murray, I think they're better than Murray, but I didn't know it would be that that much bigger. And Ballard Memorial, who you expect to compete a little bit better with them this year, and they just didn't. That's credit to Mayfield. And they took on a really improved Livingston Central girls team, and they are. They're, they're a much better team this year, and they beat them by 10. So Mayfield, you know, they get it done against the teams that are at their level or below. They've struggled with Graves, obviously. They, they would struggle with Mayfield or with McCracken, but – they get it done at that level, and they're still young, and they're, they're still improving. 17 points a game for Lay Mays, 9 a game for Skylar Mandry. They score 45 a game as a team, 35% shooting, 28% from the three. So they come in at number three. At number four, going with Carlisle County. Carlisle County, 14-7. and seven. They've lost two of their last three, but one of those was to the All-A, uh, in the All-A State Tournament to Pikeville. Lost to Crittenden County, who's a really good team over in the second region and one of the favorites over there. But they've been really good around that. They beat Murray. They beat CFS, who was going to be on our list. But CFS has got a loss to them and to Marshall County, so they're not going to make the rank this week. They're taking care of business in the uh, district, 
and they're beating teams like Callaway County, who I know, I get it, Callaway's only got three wins, but Callaway's still got a D1 player and have been much improved, and yet here's Carlisle County with a win over them. The Lady Comets scoring 47 points a game, 17 a game for Kiara Whitaker, and then Hogan Camp at nine a game, and I think she's a big key for them. 33% shooting from the floor, 23% from three. They come in at number four. At number five, you ready for this? Marshall County. Look at those Lady Marshalls. Yes, they have a losing record. They're 11 and 12. But they have, and I've said this, right now I've got them ranked at five, but I think when push comes to shove and we hit the regional tournament, they're the third best team in the tournament. Because I think they're really the third best team in the region. Their record just hasn't always reflected that. Part of that is because they play a better schedule than a lot of these teams that make our list. At the end of the day, though, you got to draw the line somewhere and say, but if you keep losing, I can't keep ranking you. Well, guess what? They're winning now. They've won two of their last three. Their loss, uh, most recent loss, was a what two-point loss to Allen County Scottsville. They beat Tillman, who's been in our Power Five. They beat CFS, who's been in our Power Five. And they were clearly the better team in both of those games. The Lady Marshals, 11-12. and 12. Here they come as they come along and uh, keep improving. 12 a game for Henson, 9-10 uh, a game for Schroeder, 45 a game for the team, 35% shooting from, th- uh, from the floor, 25% from three. That is your Power Five on the girls' side. McCracken, Graves, Mayfield, Carlisle, and Marshall. That leaves CFS kind of on the outside looking in, and then the field. So you're talking about tiers, McCracken 1, Graves 2. Tier 3, I'm going to put Mayfield, Carlisle, Marshall, and then the field. And and CF, I'd put CFS in that tier. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'd put CFS in that tier. And then the field. Okay. That's our power rankings. All right, what was, what's been weighing on me and why? And why am I bringing it up now? I'll kind of get, I kind of got to that in the first segment. I'm bringing it up now because I actually had I had a lot of nice things said about Region 1 and, and about me and the show randomly over the last couple of weeks, which I really appreciate and, and uh, really am thankful for. And I've had people questioning, why didn't I talk about certain things? Why didn't you talk about this? Why haven't you talked about that? Um, you know, And then there's been the normal negativity, like you say something positive about one person and then somebody chimes in and goes, how dare you talk about them that way? They're not that great. And you get a lot, you just get it from all sides, but there's really been a lot from from a very small percent, a very very tiny percent of some people in this region who who deal with regional with sports in the region, and it and it all kind of started last year. I, I openly criticized, maybe too harshly. I don't know. I didn't feel like I did, but I openly criticized an aspect of a ball game that apparently there's an unwritten rule that you're not supposed to do that. And I, I didn't read the rule, apparently. See what I did there? And it and it brought on some hate. Now, to me, I looked at it and still look at it like it's part of the game. And that's not right for me to ignore certain parts of the game just because it might upset people. And so I did that, and I'll continue to do that in the future. I got a point about that coming. But I did that, and it brought on a lot of negativity and a lot of hate from a very small group, but a very loud group. Okay, fine. Normally, I roll that off. You do you. I'll be me. We'll go on about our ways. You don't have to like me. That's fine. Moving on. But over time, that, that that wears on you, and that's what you realize, and that's kind of the... I got two points I'm going to make. Two, two reasons why I'm bringing this up. 
number one, to let you know why I may have or may not talk about certain things on the show. Because I had people directly ask me that. I thought you would talk about this, or why didn't you talk about that? Because more than ever, over the last year, I've started to really think, I know this is part of the game. I know this is, to a lot of people, something you, you probably need to mention. But is it worth it? What's the cost and reward of that? I'm not trying to be cowardly. I'm not trying to avoid conflict. Because what I've learned in the five or six years of doing this show is sometimes there's ugly and people get mad at the ugly and sometimes they get mad that you shine a light on it. So you got to ask yourself, which one is it going to be this time? So hopefully, that, hopefully that'll answer that question. Why didn't he or why won't he or I thought he would. Now you maybe know why. I'm not being ignorant. It's not because I'm trying to outright ignore it. I'm just trying to weigh the cost and the reward of doing so. A little bit better than I probably have before. So that's kind of point number one. Point number two, one thing you never bargained for. In the moment, I can negativity, hatred, whatever it may be that comes my way, I've learned to, to roll with it. But over time, it will start to have an effect on you, even if it has it in the moment. It just will. And by the way, same thing with positive reinforcement. I, I can get a little bit above my raising. I can get a little I can can get to feeling a little too good when people are positive. Right? In the moment I'm fine, and then over time I'm like, yeah, it's see, it's great. Everything's awesome. And so you realize maybe I need a break. Maybe I need to step away. Because when it, it starts to wear on you or weigh on you, negative and positive, maybe that's time to take a break. And so my second point is. There's a break coming, and now you know why. I've never had a break from this show. And I used to hear Matt Jones talk about that. Matt Jones takes all that time away from KSR, and he would talk about over time it just becomes too much. You need a break for your mental health. And I'm like, what are you talking about? you got the best job in the world. At least to me you do. What do you need a break from? Your life ain't hard. Your job ain't hard. And, and now that I'm doing it, and I'm getting it, and I'm experiencing that, albeit on a smaller level, I get it. And I've never really had a break from this show. We, we take a couple weeks off for Christmas break, but I'm still covering sports. I think we've taken a few weeks off in the summertime before, but but not like this. So come the end of the school year, when spring sports are, are done, we're taking a break, a two-month break. We'll be we pretty much most of June and all of July with no Region 1 sports. Got to take a break. So now you know. So those are my two points, the reason I brought all that up. Number one, to, uh, to let you know, hey, this is maybe why I did or didn't talk about certain things. And number two, this is why I'm not talking at all. Like, this is why we're on a break. Because it's coming. It's going to happen. You're going to wonder why. And there you go. There's why. So there you go. And you know, it's funny because I was talking with a coworker in the hallway. And we we're just talking about this and the emotions that people are moved to by sports. And the willingness that, that they have to express those emotions all because of sports. Like, think about that. When your favorite team is winning, you're on cloud nine and life can't be better. When they're losing, you're in the valley. Life's horrible. You know, some of our heroes are athletes we've never met or have no idea who they are in person. Some of our biggest enemies are, are athletes we never met or have no idea who they are in person. So it is amazing that sports can move us to those extreme ends of those emotions. And albeit on a, on a smaller scale, I see it. So there you go. There's my points. There's what I had to get off my chest, and there's why. All right. There's the show. That's going to wrap things up for today. 
I'll be back on Friday with much more. We won't have any games to recap, but maybe we'll have some to preview. Until then, hope you've enjoyed. This has been Region 1 Sports. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.